Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Come through, Queen. I wanna see ya. Come through, Queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. I created a very specific timeline, which is move in together this summer, get engaged next summer, get married the summer after that. TikTok, mother Hey Brendan. Hey Dan, what is happening? Oh, you know, we in New York are here living in a winter wonderland. We sure are. Truly like a blizzard that we have not seen in quite some time. I don't think I've seen one quite this uh, big since like the first year I moved here. Yeah. So we're coming at you rain, snow, sleet, or hail. <laughs> but uh, I think what we have to talk about top of show is the Wendy Williams made for TV movie and the Wendy Williams documentary. Wow. Truly a night of television that I will not forget. Yeah, except you couldn't make it through it all in one night. I know. I had to watch the... So what I think they should have done, actually. Yeah. They should have had the documentary before the movie. I think so, too. Because the documentary rehashes the movie, but you see the real people. It would have been Mm -hmm. helpful to have that before going into the movie so you can, like, compare and contrast. Yeah. Um, I... Which did you like more? The documentary. Yeah, for sure. I'm on the same page with you there. And I feel like the problem with kind of both of them is that we don't really get, like, the full story. Right. And there's not an untucked to help you get to the full story, you know? Yeah. Like, you would think with these two parts, like, you could add them together and get the full story. And so you're not getting that. It's Wendy. You ne- With Wendy, if it's about her, you're never, ever, ever going to get to the full story. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, something I wanted was more about the Wendy Charlemagne relationship. Same. Which we got nothing. I know. He was in like one scene. I know. 
Um, and as a longtime Wendy aficionado, I remember back when she was still on the radio, she was trying to like get a movie made or one was even filmed, but maybe never came out. Yeah, because wasn't she was writing a lot of books back then too, right? Yeah, but those were novels for the most part. I think she did have one biography, maybe two. Yeah, I remember selling them to people when I worked at Borders in Boston and not really <laughs> and as somebody who like never who hadn't lived in New York or any of the markets yeah. Wendy was in yeah. at that point, I was like, I have no idea who this person is. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, like when she was on the radio and I got my driver's license. I would like drive around to listen to her through the suburbs. Uh, yeah. Like Olivia Rodrigo. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like both the movie and the documentary focus so heavily on just the past few years in terms of mm-hmm. like what she's gone through. Sure. But very much through her perspective of it. I know. Um, not that I want to hear Kelvin's perspective, but I would like oh, a no, little, yeah. A little more, you know? Well, yeah, because, like, I mean, even though we hear from, like, Suzanne and blah, 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 like, everyone's telling Wendy's story that she wants to tell us. I even wanted to hear a little more from Andy Cohen about, like, the details of, like, the kind of moratorium on uh, Wendy going on his show and him going on Wendy's show. I, like, want to hear if there's more. What's funny is, like, remember when Wendy was on Watch Times Live a few months ago, just kind of, like, bashing everything? Mm-hmm. It was funny to see her pop up on there again just this past week to, like, promote the uh, the specials. I know. And, like, they heavily talked about Real Housewives of Miami. Yeah. Coming in a way that made it sound like they it's definitely coming back, which there's been reports of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so I would say, like, if you need to watch either one, I would do the documentary. To me, it doesn't make sense that they didn't have it, like, two different weeks, just because, like, Lifetime is one of the few channels we don't have. So we sign up for, like, a free trial for a streaming service that has it and then promptly cancel it after. Like, mm-hmm. if they had spaced this out, they could have, like, really sucked us in for Got some bucks. coins from you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we do have some news to get to this week. Why don't we hop into that? Let's um, do it. So OC wrapped last week with the, the ending of the reunion, and we got some Kelly Dodd news to talk about. Oh. So she was fired from Positive Beverage. So this is from Entertainment Tonight. Positive Beverage is cutting ties with uh, Kelly Dodd. In a statement on Sunday, the beverage company said it would no longer be affiliated with the Real Housewives of Orange County star following her controversial comments on social media and conduct on the Bravo series. Entertainment Tonight has reached out to Kelly Dodd for comment. Uh, The head of brand at Positive Beverage, Zach Muchnick, said, Our core values of wellness, community, diversity, and inclusion should be reflected by our brand and anyone associated with it. It has become clear over the past few months that Kelly's controversial views and opinions have distracted from our primary objectives. So effective today, we are no longer affiliated with Kelly Dodd Leventhal. Wow. It's interesting, like, the timing of all this. I know. Was it because of the reunion, I guess? I don't know. Maybe it's just kind of like, okay, the show's not airing now anymore. So, like, Mm -hmm. any benefit we get from a connection to her, like, i.e., she's holding our drink 
in the show right. is now over. Right. So like, I think like the time it's like, let's do it now. Cause if yeah. they like, if they fired her during the season, she's still talking about positive beverage on the show, mm-hmm. which I think like is not a good look for them. That's a negative look for them. Exactly. Um, and then you, last never, week- you never tried that, right? The positive beverage. No. Yeah. I only had it once. And that was that time Connor was in town. Uh, and where like, did you find it? It was at Fairway. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fairway Guanas, R.A.P.? Uh, is it R.A.P.? I don't think so. I, I think it's R.A.P. Someone said it was R.A.P. No, like, it was going to be R.A.P., and then I think it, like, was not. You're, you're, you sound like Wendy Williams right now, thinking people are dead who are not. <laughs> I thought, no, I knew the whole thing about Fairway, like, isn't actually, all Fairways aren't closing, but I thought the one in Guanas did. I could be wrong. Fake news. Sorry, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> um and then last week we talked about rick's daughter uh, rick's daughter speaking out about what it seemed to be about kelly and is now confirmed after she appeared on um shut up evan with Evan Ross cats which you need to listen to because like it is a riveting conversation with her i would say yeah so after uh, Veronica spoke out, um, Kelly tweeted something that is so crazy um, that some sluice figure is about uh, Veronica. Kelly tweeted, we are selling the West Hamptons house. It goes on the market next week. Someone who got a stupid tattoo of a tree on their back should probably get tattoo laser removal ASAP. Jolie, this is why you don't mark up your body with idiotic signs. It's like Donald Trump left Twitter, but... Like his ghost is <laughs> inside of Kelly Dodd's Twitter. Wasn't there some report about like Donald Trump coming up with things to tweet and telling people to tweet them? It, do you think he's texting Kelly Dodd right now? Maybe, maybe uh, <laughs> she's on the list, or maybe our freak of the week that we'll talk about later is on the list. Yeah, but at Love Andy C said apparently Veronica has a small tree branch tat of one of her shoulders, according to followers on her Instagram account. I mean, so like. Kelly's acting like she has the fucking address of the house on her. Like, I don't think she cares that there's a a tree on her. I know. It's also <laughs> a, a tree. There's trees everywhere. I know. Like, even if the tree, like, is it, it like, symbolizes the house and, like, has come, some connection to it, like, she clearly has, like, a positive, like, memory associated with the house. Like, just because you're selling it doesn't erase the fact that, like, she has a certain feeling about it. Also, this tweet came at 1.37 p.m. It doesn't really matter what time zone, but, like, <laughs> it sounds like a drunk-ass tweet, yet it's middle of the day or morning for Kelly Dodd. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think to wrap up on this OC news nonsense, there was a report on Tamara Tattles exclusive Real Housewives of OC, Vicki Gumbelson, Tamara Judge, and Heather Dubrow all in quote-unquote talks. Mm-hmm. So Tamara, Tamara, tomato, tomato. I was also told that everyone on the cast is in, the, is in on the bubble. I feel like Shannon, who is the highest paid cast member on the show, is probably the only safe one. They Wait, have a lot- so just before yeah. you go on, I think bubble means different things to different people, especially during COVID. Oh. But like on the bubble – usually means they are being considered whether or not they will stay oh, yeah. or go. Yeah. It's like, it's like 50, 50. Yeah. Uh, so they have a lot of decisions to make. Also Bravo wants to have conversations 
with Tamara Judge, Vicki Gumvelson, and Heather Dubrow. They have no clear direction for the show yet, but it definitely needs a shakeup or canceling in my opinion. There is no firm plan to bring back any of the OGs back, but they are considering a variety of casting possibilities. I read some fan fiction on Twitter where someone wrote that there need the first scene of next season needs to be <laughs> Shannon walking up to like an outdoor cafe and she walks up and Heather and Tamara are sitting there. <gasps> I do like that fan fiction. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we went into this in depth last week on our bonus episode as to like, where do we go? What's going to go mm-hmm. on? Who's coming? Who's going? Um, so I like seeing that discussions are happening. Yeah. So can we lay out who's friends with who still? Is Vicky friends with Tamara still? I think so. Okay. And I know for a fact that Heather and Tamara are still friends. Oh, really? We, yes. Well, I listened to Heather DeBro's world. Oh, sure. You, I know. I mean, you're like <laughs> firmly in the world. Yes, yes. Um. So I that's easy. I mean, they're all estranged from uh, Shannon, but I feel like it would be a fun storyline to get the band back together. <laughs> it's like there's one last like one last gig to play. Like <laughs> I don't I know, know, you know, like like for like a band that's like about to retire, it's like we got to get the band back together and like I know do one last show. No, I mean like. I think it. I think we need some OGs back. I know people want to move on, but the show's in shambles. All we have is Elizabeth Vargas at this point. Oh no, we don't. I, I, <laughs> I hope she's like the farthest one out on the bubble. Oh uh, yeah. Um, before we get to our Bravo shows, we do like to touch down on what's happening on Drag Race US. Mm-hmm. And for me, like this past week was the episode of the season thus far. Oh, fully agree. I mean, this week was the ball episode, and those yeah. are always the best because you get the most amount of uh, looks from each queen. Um, it's a sewing challenge. A sewing challenge is always amazing on Drag Race, especially yeah. these days when everyone comes with so much polished shit. That, yeah, that, like, that just, they did not make. Yeah, that they did not make. So I love this episode. Uh, Got McWins. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that decision? I think Gottmik was definitely up there, but like the look that Utica made out yes. of sleeping bags, yeah, I think is a top tier drag race look of all time. Yes. I do think that is an iconic fashion moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I also liked the, like the middle look, like that Christine Baranski esque look. Mm-hmm. I do think that first look was a little too reminiscent of Sharon Needles's poodle look. Oh yeah, I was also thinking of uh, Trixie Mattel's finale All Stars three hair. Okay, it's very. It was also very poodley. So it's like we've kind of seen it. Yeah. I so like and then got Mick. I do think like that last look was really good and fun and different. Mm-hmm. Like the first two really didn't do it for me. Yeah, people seem to be like obsessed with the body bag look, and I was like, it's good, but I mean, like, I wanted more. I Give mean, me, it's like, like a more little, intestines. It's a little like costumey to me. Yeah. Um. Now, this was like the big showdown in Untucked, like Tamisha versus Candy, and like Candy mm-hmm. was being upset that she was. 
um, safe. And mm-hmm. I was upset that I thought Candy was the most consistent in terms of like I loved all three of her looks. Yeah, I would have put Candy in Rose's spot probably. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't I mean I think I'm I'm probably missing something. I don't know shit about shit, but like people seem to be like in love with a lot of Rose's looks. I just didn't think I didn't think that they were as successful as Candy's. Yeah. I mean like people are making fun of Candy's backpack look a little bit, but I think like she got the assignment. Yeah, and like the way it was like styled with the wig and like it came together. Yeah, it was like so cute, I thought. It's so cute. Um but I think that so much of the drama of this week, like that spilled over into the fan base is like people are like contacting Candy's mom, like saying crazy shit to her. It's like the fan base, the drag race fan base is like a sick, sad world sometimes. Yeah. Like leave them alone. They're, they're drag queens. This is what they do. But also like this untucked was the first untalked that i was watching like on the edge of my seat in years years since they since untucked moved to the newer format i haven't been this engaged maybe i liked season seven when you would watch have to watch on youtube the day after but like yeah this untucked was crazy um i love tamisha (laughs) yeah i mean like i I love Tamisha. I love Candy. I probably like a little, like I'm a little bit more on the Candy side, even though like I know objectively, like she is behaving badly, but like, that's okay. Like this is television. Like I don't think like Tamisha's at home crying about this and like people don't need to like fight for her honor and like call Candy's mom. Right. Like we all signed up for television. Like, (laughs) you know, exactly. I mean like that's what like reality TV is this and has been this for several years it's the drag race fans just like take it to another level every year there's something like this yeah yeah so that's like disappointing um i do think a great companion piece to this episode is pit stop with trixie mattel and violet tchotchke oh it's so good violet talking about these these girls is the funniest thing it she like I wasn't like a huge Violet fan in yeah. season seven, yeah. but like every piece of content that I've watched of her just like talking, like whether it be like this or her guesting on like fashion photo review. Yeah. She is so funny. Yeah. In like a mean way, obviously, yeah. but it's so fucking funny. Like, I think when we, I think we did a Patreon bonus episode of us talking about, what an all-stars winner cast would look like. And mm-hmm. I did not want Violet to stick around after watching this, like stick around, please. I know she was also recently on, um, Trixie and Katya's podcast, the bald and the beautiful, you know, I like recommending mm-hmm. other podcasts on our podcast. Sure. Turn um, us off right now, but it was another, she, it was another wonderful showing. And that was obviously just more of a general conversation. Yeah. Um, but seek out any Violet Trotsky content you can. Yeah. Why don't we get to Atlanta? Let's go. Okay. I have been screaming and crying about how much I hated the season for seven episodes. Mm-hmm. And then this episode is like the most fun I've had again in years. And 
I am loving Drew after this episode, and I was like not caring at all. Yeah, before I, mean, I think like everyone is bringing their A game. There's not like a person that's not participating. I think exactly. Um, should we start with the arrivals? Sure. So Kenya and Latoya obviously were there. Yeah, yeah got yeah. there. Then Cynthia arrives. Okay. She's fresh. She's been in the car oh, yeah. for a while, but like she's she's fresh and fine. Oh yeah, she's the only one who was not on the sprinter. Yes. She gets a good room, so that's good for her. Yeah. The other women though, mm-hmm. like when they arrive and once they all start like really drinking, and these other women were drinking on the on the sprinter too. Sure. Shit gets crazy fast, I feel like. So we're we're playing the murder mystery that night, right? It was Ten minutes after they arrived. Yeah, yeah. The the players were already in place in the house acting like the staff. Well, I think, like, didn't they say the sprinter took, like, double the time it was supposed to take? Yeah, it was, like, supposed to be four hours, but it was eight hours. Yeah. Oh, mind you, I've stayed I've stayed on Isle of Palm, like, several years oh, of my life. wow, okay. For family vacation. Well, we used to get a house there, like, all the time. I love how, like, you have both the Atlanta connection and, like, the destination connection as well. Well, it makes sense because they were going somewhere like where people from Atlanta would vacation. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's Isle of Palm. Um, I am candy in terms of like everyone's drunk, but like a game is going on and I want to take it seriously. Right. But unlike candy, you would have been drunk also, but trying to take it seriously. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. There's nothing stopping me from taking a game seriously. Right. And then Tanya just wanted, like, she knew she was going to get screwed with the room, so she wanted to get that fucking room. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was, like, a little disappointing that, like, Kenya, the person who's, like, running the show, kind of, like, gave up on the game as well. There's a lot of disappointing things about Kenya this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A host, she is not. And I think that is by design. Yeah. To be honest. Okay. I mean, I know it's later in the episode, but the lunch, ordering the lunch for herself it's <laughs> and telling yeah. them there's food in the fridge. It's just like, sometimes there's things that, that Kenya does like on purpose that I don't like for the show, but like, I liked this for the show. Yeah, it was, it was trolly to the most. And like, she walked into the kitchen when they were all sitting there. She knew what she was doing. They were literally all sitting there complaining about being hungry. And she walks in with like two little bags. <laughs> um, okay. Marlo is the matriarch. I really do think she is. Like, yeah, yeah, like Candy's the matriarch, but like, it's really Marlo. Marlo has made history by being the matriarch yet never holding a peach. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Put her with the OGs when Andy's announcing his next baby, I, please. Exactly. <laughs> yes, you should be like the Atlanta representative. Um, I love her self-identifying as a niece. I know, because like the the way the <laughs> niece and auntie <laughs> conversation ended, I was like, isn't Marlo like one of the oldest? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like... I see myself in that in terms of like I am on like the older spectrum, but like I could hang with the younger folk. Oh, it's like very hello fellow kids. Yeah. 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 Like that's like me scrolling TikTok. <laughs> so we're both Milo. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
not that she's like making a big splash or anything, but like, what do you make of Fallon being there and then not really being there? I don't get her getting a villa next door with her husband. Yeah. I mean, like the women all being there and staying put and being together, like was like a sigh of relief in terms of like me watching this with the COVID lens, but then like Fallon Mm -hmm. next to her bopping in and out and running around with her like elder husband, like, Pulls me back into that mindset. The thing about Fallon is I, I feel like she has a lot of the qualities that we look for in our housewives. Like she is gorgeous. She is rich. Yeah. She dresses nicely, but like she hasn't done anything yet. That's really like pulling me in. Yeah. I've seen some chatter of people like wanting her to be a housewife, but like so far she's not really bringing it to these group scenes in a way yeah. and we're not getting anything at home with her except when we were in our hot tub or that one time but yeah so i did we'll see i did love candy in terms of like the the niece auntie conversation being like shamia like you were my friend <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's great having like shamia around um Porsche as a star, as always, especially with like the, that roasting the pig and Porsche's reaction. Oh my to god, all. I forgot Porsche was vegan. I forgot the whole storyline like back a couple seasons ago where Porsche decided to become vegan and then was still eating meat. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was like very a very short lived vegan journey, but like it seems to be mm-hmm. sticking this time around. It's interesting that a vegan is married to the hot dog king of Atlanta. Uh, I mean, he does offer a vegan hot dog though. Right, and by married, I mean they're not married yet, yeah. are they? No, they're, I mean, they're. Not, I think, like, they're on the, like, in a valley of their relationship. They're right on now. the bubble. They're on the bubble. They're on the bubble, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, who else? Oh, so you mentioned Drew. I mean, Drew, so, like, Latoya bringing the wig, so much fun. Drew giving her the, the headshot. The signed headshot, yeah. So much fun. I... That's what, like, really brought me in to Drew. I'm like, okay. First of all, they had their little altercation earlier, like, the night before, where, like, Drew kind of told LaToya not to mess with her. And then that she had the foresight to bring the headshot to this function was incredible and really made me like her. I think Tanya Mm. is trying a little hard in some ways this trip she's definitely throwing the back in terms of the drinks yeah and she was like trying to like roast kenya about the food a little bit and then she was like when drew went to go get went upstairs to go get the headshot she's like to latoya i'm gonna put on my lipstick because if Drew comes and kills you and your blood gets on me, and I was like, what joke are you trying to, what joke are you trying to make right now? I mean, I love it. You know, Tanya could do no wrong for me. I know, I know, I know. Um, but like, but I mean, to kind of like close it out again with Marlo, like making the couch become her bed in the living room, mm-hmm. turning the bedroom into the dressing room, uh, having Candy help her with the outfit. She's in control. The confrontation with Kenya, which, like, I'm surprised they don't include in, like, the what they've said about each other flashbacks. Like, when Marlo said the shit about Kenya's mom, I think was, like, the lowest of the low. Mm -hmm. But maybe they're trying to, like, paint Marlo in a better picture. 
I think they are. Yeah. One thousand percent for sure. Um because like I could like from from Kenya's perspective, like I could understand it being hard to come back from that. Mm-hmm. One thousand percent. Yeah. Um about the couch, we have now had two housewives in Atlanta history choose to sleep on the couch. <laughs> yes. Two <laughs> legends, Kim Fields and Marlo Hampton. God, Kim Fields, wow. You know, speaking of Kim Fields, and this is a totally separate subject, but yeah. you know who's like a housewife super fan who is friends with Kim Fields? Who? Mindy Cohn, the huh? other woman from Facts of Life. She's a super fan. She's always in Dolores Catania's comments Stop. and like other people's comments. Dolores It's Catania. wild. <laughs> yeah. It's like you and her <laughs> trolling yeah. in the comments. I Dolores. haven't commented on um, Dolores's photo in a while because I don't want to be like in the same space as Kim- Kimberly Guilfoyle, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing about this episode that's upsetting is we have such a fun episode and then the fucking Super Bowl has to come and ruin our fun. I know. It's like, I didn't know we were doing football this year. Like, okay, you guys could do it, but like, are we really caring as like a society this year? Like the football fans can watch, but like the people who have to like pretend and go to a party and pretend this is a thing that they care about, like, let's watch Atlanta having fun. I know. And like Gronk's in it again and Tom Brady. How'd they get down there? Yeah, because they joined the other team. Did you oh know that? Oh, my God. They went from the Patriots to the uh, fucking Pirates or something. Wow. That just goes to show you. Gronk is hot, though. <laughs> he was on Watch What Happens Live earlier in the pandemic, and he's, like, really attractive. Okay, yeah. I'm see- sure he's problematic as fuck. I don't... Well, I know. mean, like, we know Tom Brady is... I feel like the jury's still out on Gronk. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady's always, like, voting for Trump. Yeah, like, best best buds. Yeah, best buds. Okay, why don't we take a quick break, and we'll be back with Dallas, Salt Lake City, and the Summer House premiere. <laughs> Summer House. Summer should be fun. And we are back with Dallas. What a tumultuous episode that I, like, loved in a lot of ways. I loved, it was a strange way we went from, sorry, excuse me, opening my lover boy. Oh my God. Uh, Lover. Lover. Uh, It was a strange transition of like spending most of the episode partying and then like the last five minutes, like the heart to heart with Dr. Tiffany Moon and her husband. I know. The partying thing, I was like, if I were on this trip i would be exhausted you know what the only comparable thing i can think about is the time we did the wine tour the all day thing yeah but like we didn't go like shopping in the middle of that and like do all the things they did yeah i mean we're picking it up at that big large winery room Mm -hmm. and i mean carrie is being so crazy I do not have a good opinion of Carrie. And I here's like a conspiracy theory. I wonder if like she brought up the stuff about her daughter and then they filmed the stuff with the daughter after the fact because like she kind of like put it out there. So now she had to kind of like 
like uh, make up for it like make sense of it yeah it's the way she brought it up in the middle of that fight is like not the way to do that with that kind of situation if you know what i mean well i mean she's like using it's kind of like what they were were yelling at leanne for last year it's like using a a bad situation like as a weapon yeah she's weaponizing her daughter's uh like issues with suicide and other stuff in just like not a great way um it's it's bad she's not she's not she's not great yeah she's not she's not um but i do love the way that she that like she drives deandra crazy (laughs) like i know deandra going crazy is entertaining to watch i know but it's also like weirdly making me like deandra more in a way I haven't liked her since like her first season. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um Tiffany Moon like is is keeping up, which is good. Yeah. She is. She's fighting the fight. I mean, I I love like the conversation point of her being like when they're talking about like her working and this and that and Tiffany's like I'm he- like I'm here on my day off for you guys. Right. <laughs> We're like this is their job. I know what is the end game with Tiffany Moon because like it, it, in reality you can't sustain being a full-time doctor and then also in the, a doctor in the way she is like and then yeah. also uh doing the show necessarily, right? Yeah, I feel like there that's been like a big conversation since this episode has aired is like, what, what are we doing here? And like my thought process is she doesn't want to be like a full-time stay at home mom. Like she wants to be doing something. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine she wants to do the show and being a full-time doctor indefinitely. Yeah. My thing is like, Tiffany Moon would have loved to do a show like this, but she was like handed the wrong pack of cards because Dallas isn't like the creme de la creme of housewives. And I feel like Tiffany Moon could have like done better on another franchise potentially. Well, I wonder like, I know this is like one of our great sins of is like not watching married to medicine. Mm -hmm. Like how would she succeed on a married to medicine show? Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. My understanding of married to medicine and I like, I might be like shooting myself in the foot by even just trying to talk about it. But like, I feel like the doctors on that show, the ones who are doctors have like practices where they work pretty regular hours. Like, yeah, like normal doctor's office hours. They're not in like the hospital it, all day. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Exactly. Where yeah. Tiffany Moon is in the hospital all day. She's an anesthesiologist. Yeah. I would hire yeah. her. I'd hire her or um your fiance's uh brother. Those are yeah, the two yeah, people yeah. I'm choosing. Two the two <laughs> anesthesiologists, you know. <laughs> exactly. Uh yeah. So it's interesting, like, we're getting a little bit more and more of your cousin Jen Davis. I know, but you know who shot her in the foot this episode was Deandra. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were getting Jen Davis opening up about like her sobriety for the first time on the show at the dinner where, yeah. where it's like 
Jen is the only sober person at that dinner. And yeah. she's like starting to talk about it. Then like Deandra's like, well, when I worked for George Bush or like whatever Deandra was talking yeah. about at that certain point, it's like, come yeah. on, let, let my cousin Jen speak. Unless, <laughs> unless, unless she's a Trump supporter, I don't care about her. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like despite this being Brandy's birthday, like she really didn't leave a mark. I know there was there was the one fun like shot of Captain Brandy, the mannequin yeah. head like up in the air with the hair blowing yeah. that actually yeah. like can might become like an iconic housewives moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 but like other than that, it's like Brand- Brandy. What I I did like she did like calm everyone down at the beginning of the episode and was like can we just like stop for a second once everyone was fighting i did i don't usually appreciate brandy but i do feel like she like tried in that moment i mean i i like the effort but like she just doesn't have like the way with words to like make the point exactly and yeah. it's like for someone who's on tv she's not good at like communicating <laughs> I know it's isn't that wild? And you've you've pointed this out like every time she's been on Watch What Happens Live, she's been like, it's like her first time. It's it's she's shy. Yeah, and she's like she's been on the show now for five years. I know it's crazy. Like, when are we going to get used to it? I know. <laughs> and she was a Dallas cheerleader. Yeah, I feel like the sentiment online right now is sort of like Dallas isn't so bad. Right. But that's because we had a really bad season last year. We had a really bad season and like, we're coming off the heels of OC. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, like it's better than, (laughs) I mean, Dallas is bringing us like a level of fun. I feel like that we're like not seeing in other places. Like they, they bring fun in a different way that always surprises me every year, but like at least it's a little bit of fun. Like them shopping. I, I feel like that's like, the moments that set Dallas apart. It's like, they're always like going and shopping in weird stores and like, like Stephanie running around with like a cow hide on her back. It's like, okay, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's fun. It is fun. Since we brought it up in the beginning, how about Tiffany moon and her husband? I think that's like a really interesting conversation. And I feel like he is an interesting character where he's being very supportive and, like her issues with like her career and like what she wants to do as far as a mother, I think is something we haven't really seen totally on housewives. And I like that she's bringing that. Sure. And I do think it's important. The context of like, cause it's not really mentioned in the show that he and his family are like super rich. I know. And I feel like that's not part of what we are being shown on TV. And I was confused at the beginning because I was like, oh, she's like the breadwinner. We're like yeah. rooting for her, but they're also very rich. But also like, oh my God, the thing about her maiden name being Sun and yeah. it's like Sun and Moon, that was yeah. that was a cute moment when they were all drunk in the bar together also. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's an interesting character in terms of like, it's kind of like one of the situations where like, she, he has to film because like, otherwise mm-hmm. they're not a cast member for some reason, but he's such like a non entity of the show. Totally. But 
we get a good dog in the mix who is my I think Milo Moon, who is one of the kinds of dogs who like when they wag their tail, their whole body moves, and that's like the cutest kind of dog. Yeah, for you. <laughs> for, oh, for for a lot of people, Dan. A lot of people yeah, like dogs. Yeah. Don't yeah. Don't send yeah. people away. Poo poo. Okay, okay. Um, we have to get to the season finale of season one of Salt Lake City. Our very last ever pre-COVID. Housewives episode. So Dan tweeted like it was our very last ever pre-COVID Housewives episode on the Come Through Queen Twitter, and my phone has not stopped blowing up. <laughs> and I like I like had a really busy day at work where I was like kind of stressed out, and it kept on being like in my notifications, <laughs> and I didn't want to change like the notifi- notification settings because like I don't know how Dan oh. uses it or whatever, but like, I don't yeah. I didn't care. I was actually going to, I wasn't sure if like, if I turned off the notifications, if does that affect both of us? I think it might in the account. Yeah. Oh, I mean, not that like it was a thrilling conversation being had. I know, but it was, I was still like, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It was a really good episode. I felt. Yeah. Just in terms of like this being the last COVID episode, I thought it was so interesting that we're not like talking about it in the because because this scene uh, filmed like a week and a half before lockdown. Jesus Christ! Well, so, so like we were talking about it in life then, you know. I was walking around. I remember walking around with like my coworkers being like, "Well, so and so has like decided to like stock up on like." canned food and like whatever like we were talking about it definitely no i I was already stocking up like i listen listen to a gaming podcast every day and like all the big events like the major conferences had already been canceled Mm -hmm. like for the summer and stuff so like i liked the decision to like leave that out of this same and then also like the freeze frame where are they now end of episode moment like did not even hint that COVID is like the reality that we live in. Amazing. It was just like, it was just such an interesting choice that I liked. No, I totally agree. It's refreshing because like, obviously we want like the shows to reflect where we are now, but also like every single show we've watched in the past, like six months has done that. And it's, it's nice to see, Salt Lake City, do something different. I mean, it's like our very last relic. I know. Um, Okay, something that was very confusing to me. It felt like last week's episode ended like on a to be continued, but we were not continuing. I agree with that, right? I was, I was so long. I thought I like started late or something. Like, didn't we end in Vegas? We ended like on the psychic woman's couch. I thought so too. Oh my God. What happened? <laughs> I don't, but also, like, I know this is just like a baseless rumor flying around. But remember when we were talking about like someone having a black eye? Yeah, and we thought it was Meredith. Yeah, and like they were spending two nights in Vegas. Like, where's the second night? Exactly. What is like? Is there a secrets revealed coming up after? Uh, like, it's clear that no one got punched, but like. Where is the second night? I don't think so with the secrets revealed, but also like 
the black eye thing lines up with like the Meredith and the mask thing. I know that's why. I, well, well, like uh, in the very beginning of the episode, like it was showing everyone after, uh, after Vegas, like back home. And then Meredith was like only shown half of her face, like at the stove cooking or something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh my God, are they doing some like weird thing with this? Um, like, you know, like the rewinding, like, right, right, right. like the, the plane, like flying backwards right. or something. Um, but yeah, I wonder like where that came from. I don't know, but can I say something? I could watch yeah. Meredith Marks do any fucking <laughs> thing in the world. Slicing a banana? Slicing a banana. <laughs> She's the most, like the way, you know that song, like, I like the way she moves. <laughs> yeah, It's by, like. Uh, that's Outcast. me. That's me talking about Meredith Marks. Like any, she's such like alieny like vibes <laughs> that like I could watch her do anything. I mean, that mask really added to like the alien vibes. I know, I know. Okay, so let's wrap everyone up. Meredith and Seth are in a good place. Yeah, but like we might see something different in the reunion because he appears behind her on a screen. Yeah. But like, well, you think that's a bad sign? No, but like the preview for the reunion was like implying that they have a terrible relationship now or something. Oh, okay. I thought like, like, wasn't she like posting all that stuff? Like, this is my man. Like, don't even think about it. I mean, probably, I mean the, the trailer probably was trying to like throw me off, but yeah, I think that, the, the, I know, like, that's the very end, but the trailer was, like, was one of those trailers where, like, I can't wrap my head around what's going on. Yeah, because you don't know, like, who's talking to who, who's, sit, who's sitting where, etc. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, Mary is just still wandering around home. <laughs> well, Mary wasn't even part of, really part of, like, the yeah. last episode except for being there. She was physically in the space, but, like... well. Well, we did get that church scene, which was really like a taste of the leaked audio that came out. Oh yeah, and the the portrait of her grandmother and Jesus. Yes, yes, hand in hand. Yes, I mean, like, I, I like I I was shocked because like I feel like she's been trying to downplay the leaked audio thing, mm-hmm. and then like what we saw was essentially that. Yeah. And like yelling at her parishioners. I like, uh, I, I just don't, I, I don't know, but like, I will be (laughs) buying, um, all of my friends portraits of themselves holding hands with Jesus for next Christmas. So you're going to like find out where she commissioned. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. Wait, one thing I wanted to talk about was the Jen and Lisa, like, Mm. roll up to the bar situation where Lisa Lisa ordered a club soda and Jen ordered a vodka. Just a (laughs) vodka. (laughs) And I'm pretty Um, sure it was the same venue where they had the big Mary luncheon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, really? Victor? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that scene because I, like, I think we are seeing what an underappreciated player in the game Lisa Barlow yep. is. Yep, 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 yep. Lisa like is, she's, 
Lisa's she's playing keeping, the game. She's keeping the the show moving. Like in the in the trailer reunion, she's like, "We're not all going to just like stop being friends with Jen." So like, mm-hmm. I'm going to stand up for her. Lisa is getting producer energy. She's like, "I need to have this conversation with Jen." Lisa's even like being nicer to Heather at this point. She has learned yeah. and she is willing to play. I think Lisa will be a longtime housewife for us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, we have the fresh wolf pitch uh, from the, the two sons. Oh, oh my God. I almost forgot about that. When they, when they come in with all those fucking big gulps. Oh yeah. I'm like <laughs> nothing better than a diet Coke, big gulp though. They seem to be using styrofoam still in Utah. I don't think that was styrofoam. You don't think that was styrofoam? No, I think it was plastic. I don't know. I could be wrong. But um, I was like sad to see on the Fresh Wolf website, there's no like Fresh Wolf merch. But like merch as in like stuff you wear like a, or is there product? Like article of clothing. Is there? No, there's, yeah, there's products. Of course. She's a professional. You don't think she would let the season wrap without getting like these products out to market. I wonder what the like the body wash smells like. So there's body wash, there's like two hair products, and I think there's like a shampoo and a condition, maybe. I've used the same hair product for like 20 years, and by 20, I mean like 15. So, really? Yeah. Oh, like, oh, the stuff that you put in your hair. Yeah, like the, the pomade. It's not even pomade, it's like L'Oreal. Because um, I think like the shampoo and conditioner, from what I've like glanced upon, you're supposed to like mix that up. From what I hear. Wait, you mix it yourself? No, like you switch it up. Like you use a different, like don't stick to one product. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got to keep your your hair on its toes. Oh, keep it guessing. What's, yeah. what's next, dad? <laughs> don't, don't let it get too comfortable. <laughs> what is next, dad? Um, yeah. So we have Whitney and her dad um, going to the like haircut school. Where he's teaching. Where he's teaching and she's getting her hair cut by him. I know. I I think – I feel for Whitney and I think that she's doing everything, like, to help her dad. I think currently right now they're not in a great place and he, as far as, like, reunion clips goes, he – she might not know where he is, which is scary and sad. Yeah. Um. But it, I do feel like she has done everything in her power to kind of help him through his recovery, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Heather Gay learning about stanchions. This is the funniest shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny to me. So did you know what a stanchion was? Of course I know what a stanchion is. Well, because like you you like work in events. I mean, yeah. yeah Jason, I I work in a I work in a place where I go to and work yeah. a lot of events. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, 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 so, sure, sure, sure. Like like I am not touching a stanchion in a work environment. But like you don't know the term like rope and stanchion? That's that No, I just know like the velvet rope. Uh, okay. So yeah. you are in, you're with Heather Gay. I I'm a proud gay. Well, I'm a proud gay because me and her no. are both cancer sisters. <laughs> 
finding out that Heather gave it the can- was a cancer, I was like, oh wow, we are the same. What does that What does that mean? That we're cancers. Yeah, like what's your like attribute? I don't. Th- we're like really sensitive. Um, mm, we yeah, yeah, like it, the the crab. So we like put up a hard <laughs> shell, but like are very sensitive inside. Mm. That kind of thing. I mean, like we oh. can be outgoing, but like whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see that for both of you. Yeah, I I see myself in another gay. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. <laughs> I cry. I cry a lot. Oh my god! The other night. Found myself in a YouTube hole where I was just watching funeral coverage of famous people. That's, yeah, that's not not healthy. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so proud of Heather Gay. um, And then Jen and Coach Shaw going for their dance class. I thought this was really cute. Um... Yeah, but, like, the way they talk to each other does not feel like the way people who have been married for 26 years should be talking to each other. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> they Their relationship is disjointed to me. I don't get it. And yeah. even at the end of the episode where it was, like, the card for Jen Shaw was, like, they're FaceTiming a lot because he's – I guess he's gone a lot, obviously. But it's, like yeah, – yeah. Eh, let's let's figure out a better thing than FaceTime. Yeah. Okay, let's get to Beauty Lab Laser. Beauty and Laser Lab. Are we doing the meeting with Meredith Marks walking in or are we doing the party? The meeting? Wait, what's the meeting? With Do you Meredith remember Mark? the meeting with Meredith walking into Beauty Lab Lasers, the first part? No. Her and Heather sat down and had like the little like Oh, the yeah, little like meeting. the warehouse. And yeah. it's like, it's it's so unnatural to see Meredith walking into that situation where there's like boxes lining the walls. It's also like, it feels weird, like Heather and Meredith being alone in a room. I agree. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right, but anytime Meredith walks into the room, I'm like so engaged. Mm-hmm. You're she's disengaged and you're engaged. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the party itself. I mean, if like this was probably for everyone in the room, like their last event. Exactly. Yeah. Like that they have been to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless like there, unless like Salt Lake City is a uh, free for all, like some places. Well, yeah, who knows? Because like it's like <laughs> if you go down to Florida, it's like everyone's having events all the time. What? Oh my god! I saw a video like that a, a newsman posted of like a inside newsman. a pub, inside a Publix with like many like elderly people working. It wasn't like... a Publix. It was a different. Gro- it was like an independent grocery store in Naples, okay. Florida. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, there were a lot of, like, elderly workers there and not a mask in sight. Like, it, it, it felt like from the before times. I'm also not trying to defend Publix because public Publix can very much <laughs> lean right wing. Oh, yeah. Wasn't, like, wasn't an owner of Publix, like, one of the people that are now being, like, called out for funding the insurrection? Or am I dreaming this up? Maybe. Um, I know that, like, in Florida, like, Ron DeSantis, the governor, like, only let publics that were in, like, red areas 
give the vaccine. I don't know. Publix has been (laughs) weaponized for a lot of bad things. Okay. So yeah, no, but I'm just like thinking about this because I, I remember like I, the last event I went to was like my friend Joel's 40th birthday party. And like the, the birthday is like around the corner, like at the end of this month. Oh, wow. I'm trying to think the last time we recorded what episode, like what episodes was that? Uh, I mean, like, I think we recorded like on Wednesday or Thursday and then Friday was like the day everything was kind of like ending. Mm -hmm. It was, it was like the second week of March. Yeah. And I have, (laughs) yeah. Wow. (laughs) Now I don't have to travel. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So this party, it, it's so funny to me how this was edited to make Mary look like a full-time cast member. Explain that. So I know this is like jumping towards the end of it, but like when they're all sitting around, like hashing it out Mm -hmm. and like, like someone says something and then it's like reaction shots of everyone. And then they like put in a reaction shot of Mary, even though like she wasn't in the conversation. Oh yeah. She's not in the circle of people who are talking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, but she does have a moment with Whitney and there was someone else. And when they're talking about like boobs and she's like, I got my chicken turkeys. I think she went to say like chicken cutlets, but she said chicken turkey. I think it was like her Whitney and like maybe Lisa or Meredith, but yeah. 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 It was like a fun little like end of season episode, but it's also like also fun that we're in a strip mall, which we talk about a lot, like on other seasons. Like I think we talked about it in Potomac also. Like it's like we are in a strip mall, which I love. Yeah. I I did feel bad for Heather in, in that like we are having a grand opening one week before the world is locking down. I know. I wonder how yeah. her business is doing. I, I mean, it's got to be doing well. I know. I I also like, as we know, we don't like to stand housewives. Mm. But for me, Heather Gay has been the exception to the rule. Okay. And I will, like, if she is shitty in the future or the past, I will fall yeah. on my sword. But, like... I just love her so much. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. but I do, I do really like appreciate her and really like what she brings to the show. And it's like, it's like to have somebody, someone to root for on these shows, I think is important on some level. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Jen um, Shaw though. Oh my God. Okay. Listen, I know everyone doesn't like her and stuff, but I did like feel really bad for her at this party. Because she kind of showed up as the person who had fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I so at the end of the episode when they were trying to hash it out, I didn't really understand the fight because nobody understood what they were fighting about, if that makes sense. I it just felt like she was getting it from everyone. Yeah. And like I feel like Heather could have had a more productive conversation with Jen about this, not at the event. Mm-hmm. Especially like on the heels of 
having to hash it out with Meredith Marks. Mm-hmm. Well, that was an amazing moment. When yeah. Meredith was talking to some guy about like negative <laughs> energy and yeah. how she's trying to like expel it from her life or whatever she's trying to do. And yeah. up saunters Jen. That was yeah. like, that is like textbook amazing moment. Yeah, that was iconic. Um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of everyone's like little face off. And, and, and like Lisa is the one that's like, Meredith, I love you, but like, I'm not gonna like cut these people out of my life, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see like the reunion, like what the fights are. Also, like, we need to talk a little bit more about the mask. Okay. Meredith Marks predicting the pandemic. I mean, like, she's not predicting it. Like, it was already in the world at that time. <laughs> but then, like, Whitney Rose roasting it in the best oh, yeah. way. That was a lot of fun. Was also a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. Um, the one last thing that I, like, cannot wrap my head around. And I don't know, like, it makes me feel like this is acting or we're putting on a show is like, remember the first like 80% of this season where like Heather and Jen were like, she's my girl. She's my girl. Like team shop. We love each other. This, Mm -hmm. like the way it ends and now it's rolling into the reunion makes it seem like it ends like they were fighting and now we're fighting in the reunion. But like all the, that's my girl happened in between. No, I agree. Also, like, there, there's a lot of, like, unclear relationships to me also. Like, yeah. even, like, the the Lisa-Heather stuff is unclear to me. Because they had, like, such an ugly part of the first part of the season, remember? Yeah. But then, like, they seem to be cool in Vegas and whatever. So I, I don't know. But it seems like it's it's going to be bad at the reunion, especially um, Whitney and, and Lisa. Yeah. So we. That's sh- why. That's why the um, like the reunion seating. I was like shocked at it in one point, but like on the other hand, it seems like everyone has issues with everyone. Right. Can you lay out the reunion seating? Okay. Okay. It's hard. Oh yeah. Okay. On the end, which I feel like is a shocker to the Meredith Marks stands, mm-hmm. is Meredith Marks. Meredith Marks. Um, then Whitney, then Heather, which I think that makes sense. Like, Whitney being next to Heather makes sense. And Heather being next to Andy makes sense. Mm-hmm. So then on the other side of Andy is Jen, which makes it look like this is Heather versus Jen. Right. Then it's Lisa... And then it's Mary. Right. But I also think like this is like Potomac. Like it's a theater in the round. I love theater in the round. <laughs> I know. I like, I kind of don't want that to end when like the option for couches arrives. I never liked baseball until I saw the uh, play Bronx Bombers in theater in the round. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, let's get to the season premiere of Summer House. Let's get to it. It was I mean, 
I got a lover boy in hand right now. I have a rose in hands. I like in between commercials, I was like singing the song. I was running up the stairs to like floss or something. And I was singing the song and I fell up the stairs like in excitement. Why were you running up the stairs to floss in the middle of the show? Well, no, well it was like during the commercial break. So I was like trying to like take care of it before they, they came back. Okay. Good for yeah. you. Um, how are you feeling? I have never felt better. I, okay. The way that Summer House is approaching COVID is a fucking breath of fresh air compared to any of the housewives that we have had. It is, they are testing and they are quarantining and they're just going to live together. Like for. And like, like, um, what's her name? Paige, like putting on her mask when like a delivery man arrives made me feel normal in a way that I have not felt normal watching these shows. I know it's, it's, it's <laughs> so psychotic in a good way. It's, uh, I can't believe that these like pieces of shit are making me feel good about like their reaction. To COVID. <laughs> I love it so much. And like them, like almost crying, being happy to be able to hug each other, like was a real feeling. Yeah, it's like, if you've ever seen, so like, we all haven't been perfect during COVID, but if if you've like seen a person who you hadn't seen in a while during COVID, them hugging was like the representation of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like Steven Stravi is not camera ready. He, uh, he's not (laughs) impressing me. Uh, to go from like a little mouse in the house to then like jumping into the fight when this is like between Lindsay and Hannah. I know, but I will say Hannah's not impressing me either this season. Oh yeah? No. Um, in what way? I feel like she is holding on to something for a storyline Oh. That I don't believe is necessarily true. And I don't necessarily okay. like want to watch her thing with with Luke when we have a new star emerging. Uh-huh. Who's gonna come in? So uh, like I I see your theory, but like she looks the way she plays it when Luke and Sierra arrive makes her look really like sad. Mm-hmm. So like that would be a choice for her to be playing into that. Right. Like, I think she, like I think she's doing that involuntary like I feel like it's real and like she's doing that just as a natural instinct. That makes sense a little bit. Um who else? Oh so okay, so for some reason, and this might be sad, I am really rooting for Kyle and Amanda. Oh my God. Amanda Batula, Batula Hoop, mother hen of the house. Amanda Batula is like. (laughs) (laughs) The mother I never had. No, I mean, it's just like, I I just think she's so gorgeous. She is gorgeous. (laughs) And like, I, I, I like, I agree with like, her sensibility. So like mm. she's going to this house. Her biggest concern is finding like 
a space where she can be alone. And that's Uh how I feel like I would be going to a house like this. I've never entered a house like this, so I wouldn't know. But, like, I feel like I would always want to – I need, like, my space to be alone. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I love when – I guess people are there before Hannah gets there and they're on, they're unpacking the fridge and and they're like, Oh, where should we put this? And they're like, Oh, don't worry. Hannah's Hannah's just going to rearrange it anyway. You mean Amanda? Not, oh yeah. Amanda's going to rearrange yeah. it anyway. Danielle says that Danielle says that in like a mean way though. Yeah. Danielle. I Danielle has never been my favorite on summer house. I'm on the record probably for years on this show. Yeah. Um, I'm, kind of willing to like see where she goes this season though because i think it could Uh, be interesting her coming back as a full-time i think like she's good for the show in like a light villain sort of way and it's good like this show is good because they're all friends and they all have like these histories and like hang out off the show so like the drama even in this episode is about new year's the worst holiday Uh uh-huh and so it's like it's about Danielle and Luke on New Year's. So like that's good for the show, I think. Yeah. And it's also good for Lindsay to have someone because like it's clear the other girls all have each other and not Lindsay. I know. Hub house. Oh my God. I I I everyone knows that I'm the biggest Hub House fan. Oh yeah. I mean, she is such great TV, but the way she is setting herself up. It's with not like, gonna be well <laughs> the, with the relationship and like the the timeline and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm glad she's laying it all out there for us, but like, you can't put that out there. Like, if you're if you want if you're in a new relationship one year and you want to like get all these things done, like engaged baby, yada yada yada, you can't put it out there on your TV show. Yeah. Even if you do look like that woman from Casper, which I've always stood behind. Do you know what I'm talking about? Casper, the friendly ghost? You know the movie Casper? Like with, with like Christina Ricci? Yeah. You know when like the woman comes in to like tear down the house, then she turns into a ghost and she's the villain ghost? No, I forgot about that part. Okay. Well, like Hub House to me has always looked like the villain ghost. <laughs> People people will know what I'm talking about, I hope. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, sh- we need her to. Carl's, like, back and better than ever. He is. I'm sorry. He's so attractive. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. I mean, it's definitely, like, a good look for him, especially because last season was so bad for him. I know. Like... He was at his worst last season. I know, but he was still attractive last season, unfortunately. Yeah. But like he like he looks great. I think he's like you said in uh, our pre-show, I think yeah. uh, he will get the hero at it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Paige. <laughs> I got to say. Paige and Anna in their bed while everyone else is working did make me laugh out loud. It is funny. It's just like they didn't know what was coming for them this season. And the fact that like they're kind of being exposed recently for like Mm. racist shit on their podcasts. Yeah. 
Um, eh. Yeah, I'm curious to see like how that all plays out. I feel like there has not been like a, a true resolution to that. I think they issued like an apology that I think people thought was fine enough. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an expert on that, but like, ugh. yeah. Yeah. Um, it is interesting that like we thought throughout the filming that she and Perry were like still together. Same. And I think, I mean, they are at this point. Oh, they are. They're back together. No, not at this point, like right now, but at this point oh, in the show. Oh, in the show, in the show. No, but the way she's talking on the show is like, oh, like I'm ready to break up with him. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay, Luke and Sierra are not allowed to come in the house the first day because, like, he has an ear infection that might be COVID. Luke looks so different, doesn't he? Well, I mean, in this first episode, he still looks like old Luke with the with the beard, but then we see him eventually shave it. Yeah, but he doesn't look like he did. I don't feel like he looks like he did last season. I, that must just be like the power of Kelly Cuoco. Like she oh, changes yeah. people. Yeah, she really does. <laughs> she really does. Oh, my mom called me today and she said she started a uh, flight attendant. What did she think of Luke's scene? I didn't <laughs> ask her about that specifically, but she likes okay. the show so far. Okay, well, and she's, mean, he he was definitely a part of that. So yeah, yeah thank you. Luke. She's also wondering if she can watch Big Little Lies on HBO Max, which she can, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. My, she's like two years behind. Mm, Iconic yeah. queen. Um, okay. Ciara. Ciara. Has Walking the girl shaking. Yeah. I mean, th- that's what I'm talking about with, with Hannah. Like, when Hannah's, like, r- like running to her to hug her, like, talking about the cats. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the cats thing was, like, oh, you've, like, looked on her Instagram or something, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It would but be, like, like, it would be, like... If I was moving in with you and I looked on your like Twitter and I was like, oh, like, do you like Pokemon? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just like very try hardy. Um, Sierra saying I'm not a girl's girl was my one thing that's not yeah. my fave. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she definitely like walked into a situation where like she is the outsider and like, Seems to be holding her own. I agree. Because, like, these girls have, like, as we've said, like, long-term friendships with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this, like, when we heard she was joining the cast. Like, who would have ever thought it would be Luke bringing in the new cast member? I know. We thought he was, like, gone. Yeah, exactly. Um... So that's Summer House. Like, I can't get enough. We love Summer House. Love Summer House. Okay, why don't we get to our Freak of the Week and the One True Queen? Okay. Okay. Should we do Freak? Yeah. So our Freak of the Week, interestingly enough, is the same person from last week. (laughs) She, I mean, like, she deserves. I mean, like, okay, so last week she was just simply Ramona Singer was our Freak of the Week, and again is our Freak of the Week. She was just in St. Bart's, like, trying to be secretive about it, posting Instagram story, like pictures as if mm-hmm. she's in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but she found a way to outdo herself. So she made from, it worse. From page six. So uh, 
Paycheck says, as we previously reported, Ramona Singer has been on a whirlwind tour <laughs> to St. Bart's and Mar-a-Lago <sighs> lately. Even though Bravo has begged Real Housewives of New York cast to stay home while they wait out a production shutdown caused by the, a COVID case on set. Now we've learned she also attended a maskless yacht party this weekend with guests including U.S. Representative Matt Gates. The fucking worst, by the, worst. the way. Okay, so the bash held in Palm Beach was for Dr. Gina Gentry Ludon's birthday. Ludon was a member of the Trump campaign's media advisory board and co-chair of Women for Trump 2020. <laughs> Video of the party shows guests including the Queen of Versailles. Uh, Versailles. Versailles. <laughs> Don't people say Versailles, though? Maybe. Jackie, Jackie Siegel dancing close to each other and posing for pictures with no mass in sight. Singer also posed for photos. I mean, like, the decision after everything that's transpired, like, oh, let me make a pit stop at Mar-a-Lago. I know. And, like, it's like, not to get political on this podcast. <laughs> Which, when, when are we? But, like, Matt Gates is literally the worst I mean, like, if you're if you're rating um, representatives in Congress, like in the House of Reps, mm -hmm. it's like Marjorie, what's her name, and then yeah. Matt Gates is the next one. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Um, yeah, like she's real. Like I'm curious, like when we wrap up filming, like is the world tour going to be acknowledged? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. They're just gonna like pretend like. Well, One it's like leads into the next. Well, the interesting thing is like the person who would have called her out was like Leah, but like Leah's also like been on her bad behavior these days. Well, you know what? Dorinda, of all people, would have been perfect for this. I know. Because like out of everyone, I got to say like of all the housewives, Dorinda has been like the one most consistently, I think, trying to be like, hey, guys, like. Let's try to take this seriously. And stay home. Yeah. But, like, that, Dorinda doesn't have a reason to leave her house. Yeah. It's the I mean, unfortunate she's thing. She's got bluestone, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, Brennan, who is our one true queen? So, this week we are giving it to our new summer house house guest, Ciara. Ciara. Yeah. Ciara. Um, just because, like, the way she came in was so flawless uh, I think she's willing to take on these women yeah. who have been a little bit weird to her on her first get go in, but mm -hmm. we will, we will see what happens. Yeah, no, I'm excited, uh, for her joining. I mean, I, I feel like, uh, you know, Jules last season gave it a shot, mm -hmm. but she was not up for the challenge. Right. And I think. I'm excited to see like what Sierra can bring to the table. And the moment Sierra walked in, it was like, everyone was like, this is the most gorgeous woman we've ever seen. I mean, it's interesting. It's like nurse model. It should be, it's like truly model, model nurse. You know? Right. You know? oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Love Sierra. And I think that's our show this week. Yes. Um, head to come through queen.com for links to everything. Our Patreon we have our weekly pre-show. We, we talk about a bunch of stuff this week, including um, the Blackpink concert, WandaVision, uh, Bling Empire. So there's a lot going on there. Yeah, me watching the Fran Lebowitz thing in the future. 
<laughs> in the in thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, you have links to our Instagram, Twitter accounts, blah, 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 blah. And uh, like, comment, subscribe, part, share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Come through, Queen. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.